When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Hale Varsity Radio with you on a Thursday. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We welcome in Brandon Vogel from the Counter Read. Counterread.com is where you can log on, subscribe, find out uh, all you want to know with Nebraska and college football and beyond. Brandon Vogel, Aaron Sorensen, at Brandon L. Vogel on Twitter. Vogue's joining us via video conference from his football Den. I was going to say office. We're going to call it a den now because it looks like there's more books behind you and it looks even more scholarly. I wish I had a room in my house that looked awesome. I, I don't. The German Shepherd prevents that, Vogues. But good to spend time with you. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. The books do tend to stack up, though. Um, <laughs> in your case, it might be a German Shepherd. In my case, it might be like kids uh, i don't know how much longer i'm gonna have i don't know how much longer i'm gonna have this this much space i thought you so. were talking about the kids were leaving <laughs> no they're not you had a wrong pause uh, there <laughs> they might they might just take over this space. they're gonna invade i love it i love it vogue's a lot to get to but i want to start off with the story newsletter that was out just to tease it a little bit that that aaron Sorensen. Uh, had today she had a one-on-one with Trev some pretty cool nuggets in there yeah there were um so Trev Alberts has been good enough to to sit down with us a couple of times now and kind of talk through a lot of things and in this case we asked our, our our subscribers to to send us their questions that they had for Trev Alberts of course there was a lot of stadium talk um one of the more interesting ones, though, however, was about kind of football rebuilds. And, like, you know, I think if we're being realistic about that, like, we know that Nebraska is in one. We saw them play Colorado uh, about a month ago at, at this point. And we know that Colorado was in one and, t- and took a very different approach. So so Albert's had some some really interesting comments, I thought, on on that about – yeah, you can flip these things pretty quickly. Something I wrote earlier in the week was just kind of putting rule in context of the other year one power five coaching hires. And the two that I think that you can't argue are successful at this moment are Colorado and Louisville. They were two of, I think, the top six or seven in terms of the number of transfers they took in. Now, Arizona State, which... There's there's a lot of context, I think, to to the Sun Devils also took in a ton of transfers, has dealt with a ton of injuries, took a bull ban kind of voluntarily before the season started. Um, So it's not like like, yeah, just flip your roster and you'll be good. Um, But it's it's interesting. This is all evolving. This is kind of a, a new era for college football and Nebraska has has chosen not to go that route. So Trent Albers talked a little bit about that. Really good answer to the question, and there's different ways to do it. And uh, what is long-term is a great question. And and 
maybe prime is is long term with this who knows uh, we'll see what long term means for him in boulder elijah herbal chris schmidt brandon vogel with us here hail varsity radio vogue's uh, outlook for the second six for nebraska as they head into uh, the bye week they're going to get recharged and reset as you look into this next wave of games are you looking at at another three and three split? Do you think Nebraska could hedge, maybe even above five hundred, or do they stub their toe? How's how's your mood as we move through the bye week? Yeah, I mean, Nebraska, in in my opinion, hasn't like shown enough to the point where, and this has been the case for for a long time with Nebraska, where you're just like, oh yeah, you're favored by seven in this game, you'll you'll obviously win that. <laughs> um, that said, I think they're getting closer to that point. So you look at the 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 back half of this schedule, and it kind of neatly divides into into three. So you've got Northwestern, which by by most power ratings, et cetera, or just watching the games, you're like, Nebraska's better than Northwestern. They'll be a favorite next week at home against Northwestern. They'll probably be a slight favorite against Purdue which, you know, I think Purdue and Nebraska at this moment are, are pretty close to about equal. And then Michigan State, who knows? Like, it's a, it's a weird situation. It's an interim coach situation. you got to go on the road. But, like, Michigan State isn't what we thought it was in, in the preseason. After that, you've got, you've got Maryland, Wisconsin, and Iowa. Um, I feel like you, you match up stylistically okay with Iowa. Maryland's going to be, I think, tough. We'll we'll see where the Terps go. And then Wisconsin. Wisconsin's maybe the most mysterious team to me still left in, in the Big Ten. And we'll, we'll find out a little bit about the Badgers when they face Iowa this week. They get to host them at home as a 10-point favorite. Um, but there, there, there's no game left on that schedule for, for Nebraska. Where I was like, oh, they're, just, they're not going to win that. Michigan, Michigan was probably that, even though I thought Nebraska had a chance to maybe cover a 17-point spread. They probably weren't going to win it. That's done. Like, there, there's none of that left. So Nebraska is, is in a fortunate position of being able to write the rest of its season. I, re- I really do think that. And, Brandon, if Nebraska does write the rest of its season – is a Big Ten West title out of the question? And I, I hate to go there, but halfway through the season, you look at all the games, I think you could see Nebraska getting a win. Maybe winnable is not the game to use because that gets contentious whenever you call everything winnable games. But as Matt Rule kind of said, there's not a game on the schedule we can't win, but there's also not a, a team left on the schedule that can't beat us. And if you, if you run the table in those remaining six games, I, I mean, is that too crazy? Life is um, all about nine and three, I guess. <laughs> hey, I watched a pregame one pregame speech from Matt Rule, and I, I see six wins now. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it not it's good. not out of it's not out of the question. I wouldn't say it's probable, but I'm not sure running the table is is what you have to do to win the Big Ten West. I mean, honestly, like with Wisconsin undefeated, Iowa with one loss in the in, in conference play, like. If you're if you're a Husker fan who doesn't know what to do on Saturday and you're like, maybe I'll go to the pumpkin patch or whatever, totally get it. Like, I'll probably do that too. Um, watch that Iowa Wisconsin game. Like, I think it's gonna be the most telling one 
Um, and there's there's not a lot of great games in the Big Ten this week, to be honest. Um, seeing where those two teams kind of fall in and, and what happens between the two of them, and they're, they're the last two opponents on Nebraska's schedule. Like, a lot of it comes down – a lot of it, I think, comes down to to what Nebraska does against those two. Um, if, if we look at them as favorites twice, so Northwestern, Purdue, Michigan State, a little bit up in the air. Michigan State will probably be favored because they're still at home. Um, like, you, you've just got to steal, like, a win or two for us to be in November – like going to Wisconsin and, and talking about, oh, I think Nebraska, like if they win this game, they've got a shot. Like they're not out of the race. So it's um it's it's not crazy to think along those lines, I guess is 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 my ultimate point. And we'll see we'll see what Nebraska does from here. I mean, we know what they well, I don't know if we know, but we have a good de- good idea what they are at this point. Pretty good defensively, which always gives you a chance in the Big Ten. Pretty limited offensively, which for the past decade plus hasn't hurt Iowa. So, um, can you can you be Iowa a little bit over the remaining six weeks? You can be limited and borderline bad offensively, and still win the West. I mean, Wisconsin for years has had a really good run game and an offensive line, and. It works to the tune of eight, nine, ten. I'm not dogging them, yeah. but once you get up against Michigan, Ohio State, I mean, you're you're annihilated, uh, especially in Indy. Brandon Vogel's with us. Counterread.com at Brandon L Vogel on Twitter. Vogels want you to chime in on this uh, bye week bucket list. the The only other college football game I've been to that doesn't involve Nebraska was back in '92. It was Colorado Kansas, a matchup of two top twenty five teams. Remember it well. Good ball game. The Buffs won. Uh, your thought. You've you've experienced uh, some non-Nebraska college football Saturdays. What what game slash rivalry would you choose to see, or what team slash venue would you want to go see? Not necessarily a matchup, but a team. Yeah, I mean, I think I think at number one on my list, and I've I've never been there. I didn't even get to watch it last Saturday because I was driving back from from Illinois. Uh, just got to listen to it, but listening to it somehow drove it home. Of like, I need to I need to get to the Texas State Fair for for Oklahoma Texas. Um, I mean, there's just so much around that game, and honestly, like this was this was another one where the game was great. And I feel like because it happens relatively early, it, it doesn't get the the credit that say Ohio State, Michigan, or Auburn, Alabama, which happen you know at the end of the season get. But it you know if you gave me the choice between those three, Ohio State, Michigan, Auburn, Alabama, or Texas, Oklahoma, I'm going to Texas, Oklahoma. Um, there's just there's so much to that one. Um, there's you know. I like to to get out to to college football games, rivalry or not, and there's there's so much there's so much good out there. Like if you're somebody who, you know, is in a position where you're like Nebraska doesn't play this week, I'm going to go watch a college football game. Where am I going to go? Like to that person who went to a Colorado Kansas game, like maybe doesn't care about either team. Great idea. Um, App State is is one of the best atmospheres I've I've been to. Wyoming is one of the the best atmospheres I've been to. So all of those things, like 
it's it's a huge sport which is the beauty of it and just getting out there and getting to experience things like if you love the sport itself maybe you love nebraska first and foremost it's good like it it changes your it changes your perspective just to get out and see like what else is out there Braden, quickly before we get you out of here about a minute left less rivalry game more rivalry trophy do you have a favorite rivalry trophy that you want to see get awarded in college football Hmm. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of good ones. And in, in the big 10, the, the keg of nails always stands out. Um, <laughs> Michigan and Minnesota played in a not very good game. Uh, if you're a Minnesota fan for, for the little Brown jug. Um, I like those things that were, were kind of organic, not workshopped, not put together by a marketing team which unfortunately includes most of Nebraska's rivalry trophies uh, in, in the Big Ten era. But it's just like, yeah, back in 1904, some student manager bought this jug, and that's what we play for now. That's that's the good stuff. So um, the Big Ten probably does lead the way here, but give me something ugly and old. I love it. Subscribe, counterread.com. Folks, thanks for the time, bud. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.